Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast. It is arguably getting boring to talk about Sunderland wins after a 2-0 win over Akron Stanley in midweek. We are looking ahead to a game, a big promotion clash at the top of the table against Lincoln City. I'm Rory Fallow and I'm joined as always by Matthew Keelan. Good evening. How are we? Well, like I say, Matthew, I'm getting a bit I'm getting a bit bored of this, these wins, bored of this lot now. I don't know about well, you. Same. I, I'm sorry. I asked for two nil wins. <laughs> I, I'm sick of it. It's awful, isn't it? Well, it's it's your fault. You keep having these baths, which have proven to be a good omen. Um, what minutes did we, latest bath update? What minutes did we get out of the bath this week? Uh, this midweek, rather. I stayed in for fifteen minutes. Oof! The full fifteen. Right, the full fifteen. Yeah. Um, might as well have stayed in for 65, really. <laughs> you would have been able to get out earlier if only Ross Stewart had came on the pitch earlier, but oh. we'll get onto that in a second. He's uh, too tall all... for bats. Oh, yeah, he would have. He'd have to get a bit. Do you think he's got a big daft bed as well? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or do you think his feet are just dangling out? That would be really pleasing. That's, that's quite <laughs> funny, isn't it? <laughs> Good image. Uh, if you're listening, Ross, get in touch with us and let us know. Um, but we're also joined for the second week running by Wiseman's Day regular Craig Clark. Craig, how are you? Good. Enjoying the two nil wins. Thanks for the uh, positive jinx and Matt. Um, I'm glad you asked for those for Christmas because they're firing us to the championship. Oh, big claim, big claim. Well, I'm going to come on to that at the end of the pod. I've got that one um, as, as a sort of final question along with prediction. Well, a slight slant on that one. Um, and we're also joined as well by the king of the Hilton, the Duke of the Journal shirt, Mr. Gary Foster himself. Gary, how are you? Good evening. Very good, thanks. How are you feeling about it? It's been a while since we've had you on the pod, Gary. How are you feeling about all this good recent form? Um, I'm trying to think about when we last had you on earlier this season, maybe, still in, in the Parkinson days. So, oh, yeah, it was definitely uh, definitely under the bus driver, um, <laughs> Mr. Parkinson. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's nice to be able to be positive about them for a change. It is, it is indeed, um, and a lot of positivity um, on as we look at last night's uh, win over Accrete and Stanley. I think one thing that's really pleasing, lads, is the sort of expectation you feel at the minute going into games. Like, I just expect us to comfortably win, and we're doing that. It's almost as if, you know, when you watch Match of the Day, obviously when fans were, were in the ground, and like... Man United would be winning 2-3-0 against some mid-table Premier League side. And when the first goal goes in, 
the supporters like obviously celebrated, but just kind of greeted with it. Oh yeah, there it is. There it is. One nil. Yeah, that 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 that'll do. There's no like big gone mental because you just expect it now. Like obviously we'd still be like celebrating goals. I'm not like getting too arrogant with that. I'm sure if the away end was packed last night, you'd have had the daft lads throwing smoke bombs and running on the pitch and what have you. But that is kind of how I feel at the moment. And that is exactly how we should feel when we score against these, let's be honest, pathetic, muggy little clubs like Akrit and Stanley. We should, <laughs> but we should be the Man United of this division, shouldn't we? That's what we expected when we came down here. And this is the first time, especially at this stage in the season, when you look at our form, that we're doing that. We're like We're just, you know, steamrolling teams with ease, aren't we? It's gorgeous to watch. Can you remember when we beat, was it Scunthorpe under Ross, like 4-0 or 4-1 or something? Mm-hmm. And uh, Methvin was complaining that people had left early. Yeah. And it's like, look, mate, people aren't going to, like, hang around, like, partying over after a win over Scunthorpe two seasons ago where we were playing the Man United at home, probably yeah. getting beat off them. But, you know, that's just the nature of the beast. You're right. It's Man United fans often get kind of criticised for leaving early. And it's like, well, these are root. Well, not so much them at the moment, but at their in the heyday, yeah. they would expect to be teams like Sunderland, mm-hmm. you know, at home pretty comfortably. And you're right, Rory. It's been a long time coming. We're getting the kind of results we expected. Season one. How do you feel about Matt? You're going to come in there as well. No, I was just. I, I like the same. Really, it's sort of just become expected as it should be I was at work yesterday and uh, someone just I was just leaving and someone just went oh Matt would you think the score will be tonight and I just went ah we'll probably win 2-0 or something and it's like didn't even it's just that that's just what we expect now at the minute because the performances are so professional and routine and quite quite boring really at times which is fine isn't it it's just what it's effective and it's 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 exactly what we need what we need at the right time of the season rather than like chucking points away and stuff. So I, I'm the same. I, I agree. I think it's it's one of them where supporters would, you'd see like a gradual rise to the feet when we scored. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like no one sort of um, exploding. Yeah. Like third in at home, they'd like, I don't know, some nagger side. Exactly. And like, obviously if it was like a tense game where there was like loads of goals and we got a last minute winner, I'm not saying that like our support, I don't want anyone to take that the wrong way and like say that the support isn't passionate or anything. Like I'm sure there would be times where we did explode. We've got the goal to send us like up, like to the championship, for example, but it's just nice to see us being quite predictable in a good way, isn't it, Gary? Like, yeah, but, usually but, predictable because we're shite, and now we're being yeah, predictable because well, we're just getting these routine wins. I've been, obviously, as Matt would say, I've been watching them for thousands, and uh, <laughs> it, one thing the one thing they've been is uh, predictable of, of how things would go wrong. Um, thankfully, it's not that at the minute, but I still, I don't know whether it's because I'm of an age or, or whatever. And I've seen it so many times before. I, f- I agree with you about last night and, and feeling comfortable and that's the way it should be. But I think when the bigger co- games come up in the next few weeks, I don't think I'll be watching them with any sort of complacency. And no, so like you, not, you, not com- you, Yeah, well, not complacency. Sorry, well, even, co- even confidence. And like, mm. I, yeah, we'll be confident that we probably should get a result, but I felt far more comfortable against Atrington 
last night than I probably will when we play the likes of Peterborough. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There'll, there'll be a totally different edge to that, absolutely. Yeah. And I felt, even though it looks maybe a bit silly in retrospect now, given how like, they've just slipped down to 10th, I felt more nervous during the Portsmouth game. But... I was never worried against Accrington. Like, I know no, they had no. some chances. They had that one where they broke from our corner and it went wide. They had a header flicked wide at the end of the first half. But especially when we went 1-0 up, I was just like, you might as well blow the whistle now. We won't concede and we'll probably we'll, we'll be the more likely to get a second. And that's what, what ended up happening. Like, yeah. I just feel against it's, these mid, outside of the playoff sides, mm, I'm not worried about them. Well, it, it's a bit like, well, for me, it's a bit like Sunna. Um, like, w- once we, like, I didn't feel in any trouble at any point whatsoever, but once the goal went in after, like, two minutes of shouting, get in, then it was like, yeah, we've done this. Yeah. And, like, I, I've never, ever felt like that yeah. watching a cup final, like, with Sunderland in. And I know it's not a massive trophy, but Quite we still went there and we still won it. <laughs> yeah, have you seen the size of it? Well, uh, but it's just a, and Frankie and Danny last night. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just an average cup size for uh, Ross Stewart, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the old BFG there. Did you see the size of him last night? He's fantastic. Oh, I love him. I've had, I've had six weeks holders that weren't as long as that, lad. <laughs> <laughs> the the close down at Van Dyke oh, isn't that long. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was. Maybe oh, so. he's, just hilarious <laughs> to look at, though, isn't he? And he was he was brilliant when he came on last night. You can't ask for much more on a debut for a striker. He gets, obviously, got the goal to, to give us the lead and was generally just quite a nuisance. They couldn't handle him. He did a gorgeous flick on for Charlie White at one point where White tried to lift it over the keeper and the, he just couldn't quite get the pace on the shot. But I think there's some different opinions from uh, yourself, Craig, and you as well, Matt, that it wasn't maybe the best header, but well, I thought it was a fantastic... I thought it was a good head of mind. I thought, I thought it was a you, brilliant to, header. To loop it back over the goal. From the, and it wasn't a fluke either because he, he'd done it minutes earlier yeah. from the other yeah. side as well. He'd tried it from there. So I, I disagree that it wasn't a, uh, wasn't a good header. I think it was a very good header. Well, I've revised my opinion on it. I, I've looked at it again and thought that it was probably, like you say, intentional. I just, yeah. not so much the quality of the header then. Their goalkeeper was a travesty. That's I mean, I'm... yeah. It's just a moron. Like, but I think Stuart did kind of mug him <laughs> off because I don't think he was expecting him to try that type of header. And he did like sort of look like he was going to try and meet the ball in a different way and then couldn't oh. readjust himself. I thought he was, the keep was shit for White's goal. I thought I, I didn't really know what he was bad doing for that horrendous. But I'm not doubting Stewart tried to score. Like, it was I obviously are. an I Go on, right. dig your heels in. It was a cross. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cross Stewart more like. He was trying to clear it. On, a, on another cross <laughs> note, he's, he's binned off Walsh's theory as well, hasn't he? And he would never, ever play. Oh, that was my oh, theory. Yeah. Oh, was it? I thought it was Walsh. I thought it was Tom. I'm furious thought... he came on. I'm absolutely <laughs> furious. I Who does he on. think he is? I want him to <laughs> the cup final, score the winner, and then never be seen again. Uh, I'm really <laughs> sad he didn't come on for the cup final, but we got to see him holding the trophy anyway, which is hilarious. Like one game, one trophy, one goal. Right? That's fantastic. But I'd have him in the starting lineup on, on Saturday, especially if Aidan O'Brien isn't fully fit. I thought we looked. Um, we were all right going forward in the first half, but I thought we looked more cohesive. We looked more dangerous, and you know, with the form Charlie Wikes in, and you know, if you've got to get seven foot tall striker like him, like that is going to be difficult to deal with. And he, he did look quite 
you know, he wasn't just a big lummox as well, as much as mm. like we're joking about how he's hilarious to look at. He had good intent to his play, didn't he, as well? He looked mm. quite quite sharp, quite intelligent. But, uh, it was it was it was overall very promising as well. Yeah. Did you think like, I I think one of the pleasing aspects of last night was that plan A wasn't working and we changed it to plan B and plan B produced. And it, it's probably been a while since we've had a manager that has had a plan B. And then has had a plan B that actually works because I mean that, that pitch was an absolute travesty last yeah. night, and 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 I think Johnson came out after the game and said couldn't play football on that, so we went up like eyeballs, and it paid off. And it, it's nice to know that we've got something else there yeah. when what we want to do isn't working. We've got something else we can turn to because it's been a long time since we've had anybody with either the willingness to change or, or the ability yeah. to to change and get something out of it because like Partinson was just well we all know what it was but it, it just like even Ross you would say probably didn't have a plan B but Partinson was just like this is terrible but I'm sticking there like I'm well I think he didn't have an option did he I just it was no. just nice to see him not wait we didn't stay too long before switching to plan B mm. well look at the difference he's made <laughs> look, at, look at the difference he's made to players like O'Brien, who you've mentioned, in terms of like he's an integral part of the first team, written off under Parkinson because Parkinson didn't know yeah. how to use him. And then you think, I would say again, Rory, I think you're being generous. I don't think we were very good going forward until Stewart came on. I thought, I thought there was intent. I thought there was intent there. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe like very good's been a bit kind, but. We, you know, Diamond was making good runs. McGee was trying mm. to affect things. But I know what you mean. There wasn't many, like, great clear-cut chances there, was there? I, I, I just think, once again, White is a more effective player when you've got someone close to him. I actually think Diamond had a had a poor game. He did one or two good things in a very brief five-minute spell. He looks like an impact sub to me. Yeah. Probably not going to cut it in the championship unless he comes on leaps and bounds in the next sort of, like, 12 months. Um, but certainly he's got a role to play. Look what he did against Tranmere off the bench. Starting games, he probably looks, unfortunately, a little bit below the other options. Gooch, uh, mm-hmm. Jones when he's fit. Certainly McGeady's another level, really. Uh, but I thought, you know, it wasn't an obvious change that was it, Stewart for Diamond. No. Because you're bringing one of your wingers off. McGeady just sort of gave him the freedom to do what he wanted and then once he got the book and like you say Rory we're never going to concede when we went 1-0 up so we could hook him anyway and we ended the game with about 47 central midfielders on the pitch <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a game for McGeady last night like was it and you could tell he was frustrated when he got that book and for booting the ball away I think the pitch probably didn't help him in the way that he likes to play as well. He, he looked frustrated. So, again, did, good, early good on management he, from Johnson, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Early on, he drew, drew the foul out of, that, out of the play and got him, got him yeah. booked, didn't he? Yes. Thinking, right, now have a right go at him, have a right. But we never really, he never really then got the ball in, in that sort of area again, have, a, mm-hmm. have another go, didn't he? You know, try and, uh, try and get him like another yeller and, and off uh, by having a run at him. But he never really got the ball in that area and he he was coming kind of deep for the ball at times a couple of bits a couple of times I thought and like you say he got frustrated in the end and but it, it, it probably the pitch probably wasn't conducive to the the way he likes to play and all that and I mean yeah well it probably wasn't conducive to anybody who likes to play football um, no. but 
you know, like we're saying, the it, plan A wasn't working, plan B did, and it's, it's refreshing to say that because we haven't had that in such a long time. Absolutely not. Um, some good performances, though, that I think are worth highlighting from, from the starting eleven. Uh, Matthew, Carl Winchester, <laughs> once again, what does he prove? Well, he proves, Rory, that we are very lucky to have a player like Carl Winchester in our team. <laughs> he, he is looking like such a good sign. And, like, well, you know, for as terrible as our recruitment's been, like, he's just came in and he's added, I'm, I'm going to say it, a nice bit of class to the well, midfield. That was the moment I knew that our recruitment had changed for the better. When you saw us bringing in... <laughs> we will look back on this in We will. That was a, a groundbreaking day when you when you look back and we're bringing in someone like Carl Winchester at this football club. You know, that, that's where... We, we'll, in 10 years' time, we'll look back and that'll be the day. I think that was when everything changed for the better. Look what's happened since he came in. Exactly. Especially since he's got more of a run in the side as well. This is it. I think he was here before the new owner. So, I mean, if anything, you could say that the club was purchased because of Colwyn. Well, you know, when you, when you when people pull out the reasons for Kira Louis-Dreyfus wanting investors, people say, well, maybe he saw the Netflix documentary, maybe he was aware of us when we are in the Premier League. But a player like Carl Winchester, Matthew, it's going gonna, it's gonna to grab the attention <laughs> of um, billionaires and oligarchs worldwide, isn't it? It is. And, you know... I, I've said it a few times, I'll continue to say it. We've just got to enjoy him while he's here. Yeah. Because he will go on bigger and unfortunately better things. Yeah. Hopefully there's not a release clause in there. Or if there is, hopefully it's um, quite a substantial well, thousands, one. Literally it would, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Look at lucky if it's in if it's in the million rather than the millions. <laughs> that's probably Well it's mad, isn't it? We're we're gone for free. And when Jim Rodwell mm. rang up for him. The thought he was after a different player. <laughs> it was a double bluff. Jim, it was a double yeah, bluff. Jim, didn't Jim Rondrell turn and go, oh, no, not him. We can't afford him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Halcyon deers. Halcyon so deers. It's like, like, that is mad, that, though, isn't it? That they yeah. didn't even think that we would be interested in yeah. it. I thought he was a pretty pointless signing just because the defence is a total shambles. And in my first choice 11, he is playing well, but he wouldn't get in it. Uh, he wouldn't be in ahead of power, led bitter and um, scoring for me. I don't think. I think is it? Oh, sorry, oh nine, oh nine. Sorry, would be the other one if I picked like a fully maybe fit team. That, maybe that I would be my midfield. Maybe no, yeah. I think Ledbetter come on and did great actually. Last no, he night. did, he did, yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, I think, it, you know, we're basing this on a couple of really good performances against Shite. Well, we've seen Ledbetter do it time and again against better quality opposition. I just think the great thing is, though, about Johnson, we've said it week after week, the idea of having a best 11 is a very outdated idea. Yes, massively. And he doesn't subscribe to it anyway. He's going to no. pick players on form. And Winchester, would you right, at the minute, he's in the team on merit. He's playing great. The great thing is, if his form drops or any of the others' form drop, he's out and Ledbit is in. Or, you know, the only thing that's hampered us, really, is because we've had to patch the defence up with half of the midfield. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have so much the options we've got in that midfield. Is um, well, we're good to keep the options as well because he's not in the island squad. Winchester. Yeah, I was um, like, I'm surprised that he's not getting. Well, that. I am. It uh, means he's still got that solitary cap 
in the 2011 <laughs> Nations Cup. I know. I was trying to think Wales. of that today because um, when we were texting each other Matt, earlier about like, oh, is the game after this going to be called off because the international break? Obviously, Conor McLaughlin has been called mm. off. So we'll see what else happens. And I, it went through my head like, oh, but Winchester, does he usually get picked? And I, of course, remembered just one cap from the Nations Cup in 2011. I don't know what the other centre midfield options are for them, but like, surely like no. on his current form. Grant McCann. But like if, if Connor's getting called up, he's obviously not adverse to League One players. So anyway, um, we'll see what happens with that if, if we get any more. I don't think ups. Northern Ireland can snub the noses, turn the noses up at League One footballers, to be honest. Uh, no, that's what, but that's why it's like, so, so Warren Feeney was their main striker for years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they're well, not a very good team, are they? But no, they're, they're it's terrible. Better, it's good, like you it's good for us because. We could do without losing any more bodies. Really. Oh, no, it's great. I mean, it, mm. it would, I'm just worried about obviously the likes of White Power and because Southgate's mm. name in his squad, isn't he? Well, so, it's been named, and unfortunately, oh, not he's, in it? He's, no. I, I mean, you know, wow. people, people are on about how's Patrick Bamford not got a call up, but it's it's the boy Charles, isn't it? Like, well, and like you say, Max as well, oh, given oh, his versatility. Well, Pickford, given his versatility, well, Pickford being injured as well, he Burgess playing quite well I mean what 17 got... clean sheets now for, for Lee Burge I think I think obviously he's top of the clean sheet charts in League One I think second's like 14 so he's got some distance there as well and that's testament to this defence run about how patched up it is um, or nine maybe didn't have his best night last night but was still mm. okay mm. and it was just another fantastic performance from Dion Sanderson as well oh yeah at the, at the heart team. of the defence Dion me utter like what more can we say like i know that's not very good on a podcast but <laughs> he's just utter class like that's he's just so composed he read things brilliantly the way he brings the ball out as well like we need to go up so we can just hopefully get him for another season alone because i'd yeah, love no, i'd no. like to see him play for us in person as well like rather yeah. than just on screen <laughs> because i've said this before on the pod but you'd when you watch a really classy defender, how they like read things, you appreciate it more in the stadium. I know Sanderson gets a lot of love anyway, but I think he'd be getting even more appreciated and like sort of ovations from the fans if if we were in there. And God, I'd love to have him for another year. He's I so know it, it, it's it's obviously different levels, and, and I'm not saying they're the same player, but in a little bit of a way, it reminds me a bit of um, when we had Johnny Evans. Like you saw him play for the first few games and you thought, we're never going to keep this kid. He's like, yeah. he, there's no way like, he's going to be at Sunderland for for like a, a long, long time. Yeah. And then obviously it's the same with Sanderson. Like you see, if we go up, maybe get get him on loan for for next season, fingers crossed. But like, he's, he's destined for bigger things, isn't he? You just tell, it's such a young age to... To have such a like a head on his shoulders and the way he plays and yeah. the authority he's got, you you definitely think he's going to go up to play at a much higher level than where he's at at the minute. That's it as well. Like authority is like a really good way of describing it, Gary. Because for such a young age, he looks like such a leader, doesn't he? Yeah. Like if say Jordan Willis and Bailey Wright were playing alongside him in that back three, which we played last night, you'd trust Sanderson to be the one sort of leading it and marshalling it almost, wouldn't you? Even though traditionally that's been barely, well, traditionally, but, you know, more recently, <laughs> yeah. before he got injured, it's been barely right. Whereas, nah, San- Sanderson would still be your man, no matter if you had all the options to pick and from. It, him, I think. And the, the scary thing is, when you, when you look back, is that if it hadn't been for injuries, 
he wasn't he wasn't getting a look in. I mean, who who's seeing him playing training and thinking, now nah, we'll leave that kid on the bench. Yeah. I, I that's just you can see within like a couple of performances, like the qualities he brings, and he's just getting better and better. But somebody at that football club was looking at him and thinking, "No, nah, no, nah, we, we'll leave him on the bench." And then they only got the you only got the chance through injuries, really. Yeah, because that's probably been one. You know, Lee Johnson has got a lot right with team selection and, yeah. and formation. There's there's been times where earlier on um, in in this year in sort of January was playing that weird narrow sort of four four two formation, but not picking Sanderson for a long time was a strange one, but he's, he's in the side now and he's looking fantastic. And Jake Vaughan's came at the side last night as well and got a good performance under his belt, which is really pleasing. Um, did really well to marshal their man out wide where they broke through off that corner that we mentioned earlier. He shepherded them wide, kept made sure he didn't get in goal side and he dragged the shot wide as well. And quite good going forward too as well. Some good, I think he played the ball to McGeady, didn't he? When McGeady got fouled, which you mentioned earlier, yeah. Gary. And you know, we know McFadden's not the best. Denver Hume's going to be another couple of weeks away. So it's going to have done him the world of good Vaughan's getting a, just a nice seven out of ten performance under his belt. Yeah, I think he probably, as a young lad, probably need, needed the confidence because it didn't didn't start very well f- for him when he came here. He looked uh, out of his depth, and to look out of your depth at League One takes some doing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, well, it does, doesn't it? I mean, it does. He, does, like, does. Oh, he, oh, everybody's like, oh, he played against Arsenal for Southampton in the. Oh yeah, he's either sat the other. And then he looked absolutely <laughs> bloody woeful. And uh, it was his birthday like, yesterday as well. So, oh yeah, powered oh. up, hasn't he? On his twenty-first, yes, yeah, um, that's what I need now permanently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ten-year deal, millions. Uh, and another goal for Charlie White as well. Twenty-seven for the hilarious season, goal. Just a, a hilarious goal and ridiculous. What is the he's... keeper doing? What is yeah, he doing? Like, like he's making himself honestly. smaller. This like, is where we need, as Frankie yeah. likes to say, the luxury of the four cameras. Because I need to see that from a different angle to be able to tell what happened. What it's so bizarre. Yeah. Weird. Well, it looked to me that one of their players was complaining. And I saw it again today and I wondered, it looks a bit like one of our players is wrestling with one of theirs. Yeah. And it sort of stops the keeper coming out. Yes. Now, it wasn't a foul by any no, means. No. The keeper's just a moron. But I think <laughs> that's what they were whinging about. But that goalkeeper's kicking. He was just kicking the ball out all the time for throw-ins. I think they mentioned in the commentary, Frankie and Danny, that he was he was keeping some sixteen-year-old on the bench or something. He, I don't think he was he's their first choice keeper, but I'm not right. sure. Either way, he, I tell you what, I'm glad we put. It's what I said the other. I think I said it last week. Play these teams when they're out of form. We've got yeah. Lincoln. I know we're going to talk about that in a minute. They're not in great form. Portsmouth terrible form. Yeah. At Lincoln were threatening the playoffs a few weeks ago. Shite now, great. Bring it on. Keep giving us these teams when they're doing that. I hope when we play Peterborough and Hull, they're both hitting well, sticky patches. Peterborough haven't been in the best form, though. I know they beat Portsmouth last uh, Tuesday night, but they haven't been in the best form. No. Hull, Hull have won six in a row. Like, well, they're, yeah, the, they're, ones to, they're the ones yeah. to sort of look at it with, with a bit of worry. But you're right, Matt. Like Peterborough had lost two before that and drawn one, whereas Hull... Thankfully, we've got the game in hand. The game's in hand yeah. on them to, to maybe catch up. But Peterborough, they the only thing I'm, though. 
The, well, that's home the, record's outrageous. And their, pi- their pitch is mm. disgusting as well. If you think that Acme yeah. pitch is bad, Peterborough's is terrible. That that could be a bit of a leveller. But, you know, you've got big, lanky Ross now, so <laughs> it might not be an issue. And if Max is putting crosses in like he did for Charlie White last oh. night, not going to be an issue at all, is it, Matthew? No, of course not. We don't need ground. We don't need a pitch. You just play, it, um, <laughs> just play the whole game. <laughs> exactly. I agree with that. But plan B, we've got that, that, you know, we've got players who are really good technically on the ball, like Carl Winchester, like Aidan McKeady, or we've got the players who can just get in there and be scrappy and mix it up. And, you know, like Max, very good at that. Ledbetter can ping a ball as well. And then you've got two big lads in front, like Charlie White and and Ross Stewart. Like there's, there's a lot of aspects to this side that are hard to deal with for opposition and we've said it all along the depth will really tell at this stage of the season you look at a player like Chris Maguire coming off the bench late on last night to help you see out the game Grant Ledbetter coming off the bench I've said it a million times they would be starting for pretty much any other team in this division and the longer it goes on the more hopefully if we don't get any more terrible injuries that'll be massively in our favour um, have we got anything else, lads, on the Accrington game, or are we gonna gonna have a little break and move on to Lincoln? Does anyone want to ruffle Accrington's hair at all anymore? Tell them to put a roof on their away end. Anything we like should that? put a roof on the away end. You can see like the <laughs> like put um, pathetic, dangerous steel steps rules at the back of that stand, and like and also they've been bragging about this new like hub thing they've built, like an indoor. Yeah, yeah. Look, could they not have used some of that roof? I think we should also talk about that selfie the owner took with Kirill and Kirill yeah. uh, was going to sell the club as a result of it. Has anyone? <laughs> it's just you know, horrible. Um, the Max and Paddy episode, what Noddy Holder's in. Yes. He looked like him. Yeah, he did a bit. It's a, it's a disgusting bit. Yes. Do you know what I was wondering with that ring? If a manager gets sent off, right, and gets sent to the stands... What happens? Because he's only moved back about Stand five. Stand away end. Like, he, he only gets moved back five <laughs> rows or something. So, like, it's not end. much of a punishment. Like, he can still affect no. the game by, like, doing that. Like, uh, that's a genuine... I know that is a... Yeah. Well, it, it's more of a dick, to be fair. But it is also a genuine question of, like, it doesn't really... Like, do you have to send him out of the ground? Do you have to give him an iPad Whoa. to watch the game on instead? Send him to the yeah. dressing room? Well, yeah, because the whole point of him being sent, like... He's probably closer to the pitch being sent to the stand than like Solskjaer is in Man United's dugout. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, well, West Ham, like, for example, yeah. the Stadium. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, it's, it's, it's very flawed. Um, but yeah, if you do know, tweet us in and tell us or fume about us being disrespectful. But uh, I want to keep being disrespectful while we're turning over these muggy little clubs. So that's us done for reviewing that muggy little club. When we come back, we're going to look ahead to facing another set of slugs in the form of Lincoln. Stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome back to the Wise Men's Here podcast. Before we look ahead to the game against Lincoln City, we would like to remind you, as always, to go to fromtheterraces.co.uk and use the discount code WMS10. That will get you 10% off your basket for all your T-shirts, your polo shirts, both long and short-sleeved, your jumpers, your shorts, many a variety of jackets, so you know all look sexy for later in the year when we can get back to going to games or for maybe even just in a few weeks' time where pub beer gardens can set up some big screens so we can celebrate the lads getting promoted together because don't know about anyone else, winning the Papa John's and not being able to go out and celebrate it 
has made us want to get promoted that bit more so we can actually, because by then we can go on, we can go out and celebrate a bit more. So we can do that in a beer garden, wearing all of our best FTT gear so we feel like we're at the match a little bit more. Perfect scenario, isn't it, boys? Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Strongly I um, agree. Love uh, beer gardens, like. <laughs> Great, aren't they? Objectively, <laughs> a good thing. Beer gardens, thumbs up. They're the best kind us. of garden. Best kind of garden. Um, I was going to say another one there, but um, <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a family podcast, so we won't. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll leave. Yeah. Technical difficulties. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, wait, all the lads on the podcast are uh, uh, laughing about um, But yes, from the terraces.co.uk, use the discount code WMS10. And um, thanks to everyone who came and enjoyed the live show via Zoom uh, this past Saturday. It was very good fun. Me and Matthew especially enjoyed all the Just a Man submissions. <laughs> Just seeing uh, the chat, the Zoom chat filled with random footballers. Matthew was a joy to behold, wasn't it? It was. Um, I, we probably didn't even get through them all. To be oh, fair, there were that many suggestions. Um, people booting off at my <laughs> some of the fallback suggestions. That was me. <laughs> I was booting I, off like well, Robbie Elliott was obviously the <clears throat> Just a Man left back. There was no he, he, doubt in my mind. George, he made McCart- it in the end. George McCartney in his second spell was very much just a man. Yeah. Robbie Elliott, though. Yeah, Robbie. Yeah. I mean, Robbie, Robbie Elliott. Elliott. So. I mean, to be fair, maybe Stern John and Roy O'Donovan as a front two was like maybe not quite fair, but it worked in the context of how we described <laughs> it at the time. And everyone, to be fair, did seem to agree with that one in the end. I don't um, care so- if he agreed or not, Robbie. Yeah, it, it was our idea. Well, yeah, exactly. We start this, so we can decide who we're just Yeah, absolutely, and rightly so. Was sorry, it, rightly so. Was it your idea, or did someone else say that you should do it for that? I can't remember. Probably someone now. else. Well, we <laughs> said we were going to do it as a pod for a while. That's yeah, right. Fair did. enough. We yeah, did. I forgot so about I'm that. Trying to work out why, for the listeners at home, why my background is a Northern Rail train. I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, anyone might know why that is. Can you please tell me? Yeah, it's going to Liverpool. Is so, it something to do with when we were yeah. doing a little post show Zoom, just a few of us on was Saturday it? night? Maybe. Was, was that the last time we were on Zoom? I don't know. Have a think. You can interject. Well, I, had a call, I had a call on Zoom for work earlier and I didn't notice my background. And I really hope it wasn't this. That's pretty inoffensive. It's, literally no, it's just, just going to Liverpool, mate. Yeah. It's just going to Liverpool. <laughs> well. We're not going to Liverpool anytime soon, lads, but we might get one step closer if we can turn over Lincoln City this weekend. Um, Lincoln coming to us in terrible form, only won two of their last 10 games. Obviously, we know how good our form is at the moment. Uh, Lincoln lost 3-0 to Gillingham in midweek, and, you know, Gillingham can be quite tough. We found that, um, obviously, that 2-2 draw against them quite recently, but 3-0 defeat, and some of their results recently as well like we've got you know the loss to Rochdale before that um lost to Fleetwood who've been quite poor since Barton left uh draws that like in Stanley draw with Swindon like they're not looking like a promotion side at the moment and like you were saying earlier in the pod Craig keep giving us these out of form teams we beat them 4-0 earlier in the season I don't see any any other reason why this wouldn't be another routine win, personally? Well, the only thing to note is, well, you're absolutely spot on about the overall form being crap. We did draw with them at home, and I know it was in the Papa John's trophy. But, mm, yeah, um, 
their, their away form is a lot better than their the overall form. Even if it is just draws, they're not mm-hmm. defeats. And we have drawn with them within their last five away games. So it's, if there's an air of caution to be had, it's around the fact that away from home, they are far more effective than they are at home. Yeah. Uh, um, but I agree with you. It should be, a, I would still be looking for a routine 2-0 win. To quote right Matthew. On, <laughs> you are correct on, on the away form. I had a look at the away, like the away league table, and we're top of that. But Lincoln have the same amount of points on the road as us. It's only goal difference that keeps us top of that sort of, you know, quite arbitrary table. Um, but yeah, that 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 is a concern. Obviously, they're fourth. They're, they're there on merit, but. I know with the confidence that we've got and how and the options we've got, that plan B as well that these teams don't really have. If it doesn't go well for them in their original plan, that's it. Whereas we've got ways to mix it up a little bit and it gives you that extra little bit of confidence, doesn't it? Well, I think, like you say, we should we should be every game now, for me, it's I expect to win it, which is how mm-hmm. we felt when we got relegated, except now the team's actually backing it up. Now, the only, the only thing is that we've mentioned the away forms a lot better than the home form. And the other thing is, and I suppose this is maybe a question for, that you might want to ask at the end of the podcast is, Johnson does have a reputation of being a bit streaky. Mm-hmm. Now, we're in fine form, but other teams in this division have been in fine form. And indeed, we have had our own good spells of form in previous under previous managers. Are we being too confident? Is there a possibility that this form ceases at some point I mean it's not a question any of us can answer because we just don't know at the minute I'm really confident that won't happen but there, was it 12 league games left to go now yeah 12 for us that's, that's a lot of games um, there's, there's, there's you know we've dropped points in some games crew it's I, possible that we drop points along the way I think no I, 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 I get your point I think what makes me think that it won't happen not, I'm not saying that we're not going to lose a game or drop any more points mm. I will say that soon but we, <laughs> the, what makes it seem like for me that it won't happen is some of these games we haven't played well in and we've still won them mm-hmm. whereas yeah. usually like a streaky run of form is like you'll win five games in a row like 6-0 3-0 whereas we've played we've won 2-0 a lot and yeah. we've we didn't play particularly well at home against Swindon. We managed to find finding ways to win games. We're finding ways to not lose games. So I think it's arguably more encouraging that we're winning these games one and two nil, and not just not conceding any goals. We're functional, like, aren't we? We're so functional. So I get, I, I get you. I do, I do totally take your point, Craig. There were times when he was at Bristol City, and you'd look and you think, God, they've won ten in a row, and then you next yeah. you look in the eighteenth. Yeah. So it's, uh, I think, so like I, I say, Matt, I'm not saying I think no, that's no, going to happen. No, it's no. just we, we do have a tendency as football fans, which is perfectly natural, that you respond to the situation yeah. that you're confronted with. Now, not so long ago, we were wondering, what is this guy bringing that Parkinson wasn't? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, we're all there's people calling for him to give to the club to give new contracts to players that some people were saying they didn't want to see play for us again three or four months ago. <laughs> Max Power mm-hmm. being a point mm-hmm. example. Many people were very not enamoured with Max Power, and now not us, we'd like to. No, of course, well, of course, we've always Max been Max Power fans. Fan but it's very interesting how you know things can change very quickly, <clears throat> and just because the manager has that reputation, it isn't. It isn't. Don't get excited. I do think we'll go 
and I think we'll win on Saturday. But I'm also, in the back of my mind, got that little note of caution saying, you know, we yeah. don't know what's around the corner and we have seen this group of players fail previously. I don't know what you think, Gary. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think the key thing is, obviously, fans aren't allowed to go at the moment. Um, but I think the key thing is, if it does go a little awry for a couple of results, the key thing is not to panic. Like you said, yeah. there's still a hell of a lot of games. We're getting ourselves in a position now where it's a possibility to go up automatically. So obviously we want to keep winning and we want to make sure we achieve that. But I think one bad result here, maybe a couple of drop points there, isn't the end of the world. Um, and like you say, I'm in total agreement with the, the players. Um, great, let these lads get us up and then we'll decide who we want to keep and who we don't. Because too many times in the past, we've had players who've done a little bit for a little spell and then we've signed them on long-term contracts and it's come back to bite us in the arse. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I agree with that. Whereas I think when you're in the championship, in, when you're in a championship club and you're going for the Premier, I think you look, as a fan, I think you look at it and think, mm, he's good in the championship and he's going to get us up, but he's not going to do it in the Prem. And I think there's a couple of players that I look at here now where I think, yeah, they're probably decent League One players but are they going to achieve what we want us to achieve in the championship? So I just think it's total no need. Um, to I think you need there. to keep some, though, to keep... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that everybody... Oh, no, I know. I know, I know what I'm saying is, yeah, what I'm saying is <laughs> we, we, for once, we're in a position, yeah. rightly or wrongly, where there's so many players due to leave at the end of the season, where we can pick and choose. Yeah. And let's... Let's not decide after a couple of games, no. good games per season, that, yeah, well, he might do us a job in the championship. Well, that, that's not good enough anymore. Might do us a job in the championship. Mm-hmm. Let's decide who we want to keep, who's good enough to do what we want to do if we go up. And, and, and if they're not good enough, let's not say, well, you know, he had a good last six or seven games. So let's 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 give him a new one-year deal. No, that's football's a business now, like it or not. And, if they're not up to the championship, then let, let's get somebody who is. Yeah. We're in a perfect position now where if we can keep going the way we are, these lads get us up. There's your promotion bonus, lads. There's your win bonus, lads. Thanks very much. All the best at your club. Yeah. Uh, and think, that's what uh, we've got to do. I think I the, 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 only, the only reason I'd say to exercise a bit of caution is because you often see say a club go from the championship, Fulham uh, have been a good example of this in the past, of going up and then spend loads of money and they totally rip apart the spirit that got them there in the first place. So I think you do have to keep a little bit of that in opposite I'm not saying get rid of everybody, but what I'm saying, I don't no, think... No, no, I don't think you are, Gary. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think... think I, I think I totally agree with what you're saying there about Fulham, but I think that's a championship, the premiership thing. Think it's more a difference. Like if you go up, they can like that camaraderie, that thing, and maybe get you them couple of extra points that you, you need, like you're saying. But I I really do feel that like for League One, where we where we are at the minute, like to look at some of them players and you just think like oh, they're not they absolutely with us. Like well, like I think the gap, probably Conor McLaughlin's probably quite a good example to be yeah. honest. Like I think I think the gap between the top of the championship and the bottom of the Premier League is smaller than the gap between League One and the Championship. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think you look at the teams that have gone up Barnsley second season, doing fantastic. Luton right. have consolidated now, mm-hmm. but the first seasons, look at Rotherham. Well, Barnsley should have been relegated last season. Barnsley well, exactly. stayed up yeah. because of Wigan being deducted points, and now they're yeah. fourth. <laughs> it's incredible. Like, it's insane how like their like manager's done a cracking job. Seven, man. there's something like five points clear of Bournemouth in seventh place. That's crazy. It's absolute crazy. madness. Like it's. I mean, fair play. I mean, well, we're jumping at, ahead. We'll look at the. We'll look no, at the, we are. We are. Yeah. We'll look, we'll look at the difference between between them. You've got a team that Barnsley have have gone up, had a season there, consolidated, and are now there, and then you've got Wickham. Who can, and they played Wickham last night and just wore with ten men beating three three one four one or something. Well, Wickham, should, Wickham shouldn't have gone up. No, at exactly. The same time, no, like, exactly. But like that's that's like the team where Wickham have just clearly kept their old team. Yeah, well, basically, <laughs> that's where Coventry and Luton kind of did a bit of that, didn't they? To be fair, mm. not skin of the team. Rubbish place, Luton, though. So Craig, well, <laughs> Craig was right about was probably jumping ahead too much, but what what I think. Talent and maybe I'm putting two and two together here, meeting 17 or something, or 11. 18, maybe. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, 18. You'd always think of 18, wouldn't you? Then it'll be 18 Liverpool. Anyway, I mean, I mean, we don't want to go too much on about 18, which does obviously have far right connotations, but, but yeah. continue, Gary. <laughs> yes. I was thinking more of Kansas Stella rather than far right. I know you were, yes. man. I'm just, just joking. Um, but no, um, like, I think it's quite telling that I think we thought. <laughs> under the previous regime, that we probably hadn't signed any of these lads under a new contract because the money wasn't there, to be fair. I think the money is there. Now he's investing in all over, like off the field and yeah. whatever. But they haven't rushed to sign everybody up. And I think that might be telling as well. Maybe they're looking at it and thinking, yeah, let's get us there and then let's let's mm-hmm. let's look at what's about, what's available and, and, and maybe... There's no rush, hopefully, well, no rush I, or desperation to sign some of these lads. I have, I have faith in the, that they'll be looking at it analytically from the perspective of it's not just about the quality of player, it's about the money you're paying them. I have yeah. no doubt in my mind we're overpaying some of the players in this squad for what oh. they've contributed. Yeah. And to, to then give them a new contract in the championship would put them on a deal that is too, that would price them out of a move out of League One so you can, mm. on the one hand, you think, oh, it might mm. be good to keep some of them because you can sell them. But we've done this in the past as well. Yeah, we've tied players down to contracts and we can't move them. And they didn't now, want to. Yeah, they didn't want to move. And I think nobody that's wanted why, to that's, Yeah, that's why you can't keep too many of them because absolutely we, because it's a risky thing to think or oh, a League One club will take them because you've got to prove a lot to do that. The, probably the safest one you could do with that is Charlie White because teams are always going to want goal scorers and he's, yeah. and, he, and he's he's going to get 30 goals. So I, at the minute with Charlie White, I would lean towards giving him a contract because he'll be a good rotation backup option maybe, especially with a plan B. I think Johnson will quite like that. And if it does become surplus to requirements, a League One club, January, maybe after a season, is probably going to take him. Wage is probably maybe the higher end of our squad, but probably affordable for a few League One clubs as well, I would imagine. So he would be a safe one. Luke or nine, obviously. So you've got to give tie, nine a deal. You would you would yeah. tie down. Um power you- is is a funny one because I like him personally, but I wouldn't be 
devastated at the same time. Oh, would I'd never go back. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to oh, take away from the beach me. as well and away from Fausto. I mean, we've got to be honest about power, though. He's Mask never done it in the cha- exactly. He's never done yeah. Well, there you go. He's never done it in the championship, and he, he's not going to because he's been largely average in League One, to be honest. Captain. Captain That's probably a, a good one to delve into on, on another pod. It is. It, it just came to mind because I'd seen No, people, no, absolutely. Like, but just, just one, one, one more to throw out. Aidan McGeady? Not I'd for me. Him, I'd give him a years. I'd give him a, a deal. Um, power a deal. 9 um, prob- Probably one of the... Probably Burge as a backup goalkeeper. Yeah, you'd need to probably... I yeah, you're going to need one keeper. One oh, well, well, not, well, not the other one. Christ, wouldn't he? Get, <laughs> I'd be looking at... If he's got any more of his deal left, I'd be looking to get rid of that. <laughs> just pay him off. Just pay him off. Yeah, just, just pay him off. God. Um, McGeady, with, with McGeady, I think his wages will be high, even, yeah. well, reasonably high for Lee, for even for the championship. Mm. I think we've seen what happens when you give a player an extra year, Maguire. He's mm. just. It was just Maguire. Maguire had, 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 had let go. Like I really like him, but he's had. I think I'd let go regardless. Him. Actually, yeah, regardless. I would as well. Like he's been a good impact player. If if we went up, it would be a nice way for him to end things here as well. Oh, yeah, because like Marcus he, Stewart when we got yeah. promoted to the championship, really good example. Although Marcus Stewart probably no, sorry, than any of us from the championship. Either. Yeah, although Marcus Stewart would have been better than any of our other strikers that season. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 but M- McGeady, I'd probably lean towards letting him go as well. Depending on what the wage demands are, well, if you want to drop his wages de- and just It also with- depends what you can bring in, doesn't it? That's true, Gary, yeah. Well, if I'm, I'm, if sorry, Gary, I'm basing it on the presumption that actually, now we've had a you know a month or two of, of these players who've come in, they've largely been a success in January. That was with no scouts, basically just Christian speaking. I'm thinking we will have a much better infrastructure for the signing of players. And yeah. this kind of romantic desire to hold on to people, will just it's, it's got to end because that's not how successful football clubs operate. They just yeah. don't. It, it, that, like, it's, it's, it's difficult because you, you know, all sets of football fans are the same, but we've, we've got some that, like, like you say, only a matter of months ago, never wanted to see some of these lads in a red and white shirt ever again. Like Now that we're pulling some wins together. It's like, let's give them a new deal. Like, hang on a minute. Like, just, like, I know oh, no. football's like knee jerk at the best of times and, and people can And that's fine. That's, that's natural. Yeah, like, people should be knee jerk. Uh, like, you're not, an, you're not an analyst. You're not a pundit. No, yeah. You're not the manager of the football club. You're a fan. What do you go to football for? Because you're emotionally involved. When you're emotionally involved, you react and that will mean being quite but like kind of up and down about yeah it's hard not to be down when you're in league one and you're eight likewise when you've won (laughs) however many games we've won in a row or whatever with with the draw with crew sandwiched in there you're going to get excited and you're going to think these are the players of the bees knees but the sample size of two or three years will tell you a lot of them aren't probably that consistent even in league one let alone yeah the championship it's a matter what it's like (laughs) that's <laughs> your favourite position <laughs> to be fair um, but as well going on about like that optimism I know we've said this loads but this would be a great one for fans to be back in after the win at oh, Wembley yeah. you'd be looking at maybe a bit of a bumper crowd like around about like 
35-ish thousand in as well. They'd probably bring up a, a fair few yeah, as, mm-hmm. as well. Would. Like, it would be a really good atmosphere. And when it's getting late in the season and games are meaning more, it's a little bit sunnier, it's a bit warmer, you go out a little bit earlier. Like, I'm sorry if I'm depressing anyone that we can't I'm do that. Yeah, no, it's, fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine because we can go to the bus. Get the volume. We can't. I was in, 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 in my head, I was there, Rory. You broke oh, with that. I, I was almost the, the war I almost the chased the first fight. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Oh, it is exciting. Um, Elsewhere in League (laughs) One, just to get things um, a little bit wrapped up because we've been going on for thousands of years. Haven't even talked about Lincoln, really, have we? Well, we know all about them now. We turn them over, they're doing shit. But we've got um, Rochdale Rochdale playing Peterborough. They're, They're at home for that one, Rochdale. So probably quite unlikely that they're going to do us a favour there, although Ross still did beat Lincoln recently, so you never know, but if we get the win and Peterborough do lose, or or draw in fact, we would go second do we see that? Do we see that happening this weekend, boys? Anyone confident of, of the deal maybe doing us a favour while we turn over the imps? Well, yeah, let's... I'm going to be positive, I'm going to be positive and say yes <laughs> I am as well, the, bottom's really, the bottom of the league is really tight um, they're all scrapping <clears throat> any points that can get. Um, we didn't. We didn't win at Rochdale season. So. Yes, very true. Um, they, and they, they would have... go they'd potentially go on the same amount of points as Wigan as well, who were just outside the drop. Obviously, depending on how other games go. But like you say, Matt, it's tight there. They're, they're going to need the win, and you know, a recent win is going to buoy them a bit, perhaps. Well, unfortunately for them, they haven't had a home win for quite a while. No, <laughs> they are <laughs> absolutely the shattered. Yeah, exactly. I hope so. They just keep getting beat at home all the time, apparently. So underway, that's not so good. Well, yeah, they are. Rochdale have conceded sixty-four goals in thirty-five right. games. Right. Oh, that's right. incredible. They're, they're horrific. They're absolutely horrific. Um, and we've side, got Hull are traveling. <laughs> To Shrewsbury, who that are one seven. Could be yeah, Shrewsbury seventeenth. Um, during the last game, the one before that, um, we saw like you know, obviously Shrewsbury beat us fairly recently. So you never know. But with Hull's form, I'm I'm expecting both teams above us to 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 get three points. But with this division, we've seen it loads of times. Like anyone can take points off each other. But and we've just got to really concentrate on ourselves, don't we? And do the business against Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. We're not even thinking about the teams below us anymore, and rightly so. Mm. Uh, not. Why, well, why put, would you? Well, yeah, because a win gives us a bit of distance between well, one of them. the team directly below us is Lincoln, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, exactly. Well, that's, that's a good I mean. point. But even if Lincoln were to beat us, right, they'd go above us, but they've still played a game more than us. And yeah. I'm not concerned slightly about the likes of Doncaster. I mean, how on earth Charlton a six? I know. Yeah, it just says a lot, doesn't it? Really well, Doncaster does. can't go above us anyway. The, the least, well, the worst go. off we're yeah. going to be is fourth at the end of the day and still those games in hand on Hull. So even if we drop points, it's not going to be a disaster. And with that in mind, would anyone take a point? No. Nah, no chance. No way. No, nah, let's take us. Let's be green bastards. Yeah. No, I've... <laughs> I think we've got to factor in we might lose a game. If we're going to lose games, then yeah. let's pencil in say Peterborough has been a bit of a, a problem. Oh. Hull's going to be difficult. Yeah. I want us to be We're going to have to take teams. points off one of them too, though. Yeah, yeah. Even I if agree. we drew those we're, games, we're going to have to beat one of them, though. Yeah. yeah. We are yeah. going to have to beat one of them in order to like, really 
Probably, anyway, yeah. Um, but are we going to beat Lincoln, lads? What are we saying for yeah. the score prediction against Lincoln? And I also want, I've got the other question for you, because I think we're going to go unbeaten until the end of the season now. Does oh, anyone agree? So I, I want your score prediction, and I want whether you think we'll go unbeaten from now until the end of the season. Hilarious when we lose to Lincoln after our Yes! <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but that's my confidence. That's where my confidence levels are at. And they didn't win a single game from now until the end. We could draw them all. I just said Ever unbeaten. Again. I said Sorry. Unbeaten. And they lost every single oh, game. Yeah. <laughs> Forever. Forever. Well, Craig, Imagine if think? we did draw them all. Well, I think we'll, I think we'll win, but now I want to say we're going to draw every single game. <laughs> no, I, I, I like us to win on Saturday. I, honestly, I think we'll, we won't concede. We just don't look like conceding goals. It's going to be, let's make it a bit tighter this weekend, 1-0. And I think you're right. I, I've, I, even after what I was saying, sounding the word of caution about, you know, maybe Johnson's record in the past, this is League One. He's got championship experience, good experience. I don't think we'll lose another game either. I think we win yes. 10 of the 12. Yeah, I think we exactly. 10 of the 12. You said that earlier, didn't you? To me, Rory. You said yeah, 10. I did. I we're on a wavelength then, Rory. Didn't say it to me. I just, just <laughs> so sensed like, it. We're like McGeady and Wyke. Um, or, or Ross and Wyke, maybe. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I, I did say that to Matthew earlier. That'll take us to 93 points. So even if we I'll did that, yeah. lose another couple, if we get those 10 wins, 93 will be enough to take We'll win the up. league. We'll win the league as yeah. well. We're 93, I reckon. Possibly, possibly. Gary, what do you reckon for this weekend? And will we go and beat? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb because I'm feeling positive. It might be the after effects of the vaccine, but I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say three nil. Oh, I love it. Lovely stuff. Um, Are we gonna go and beat as well? No. No. Oh, How many we're gonna lose? I think we'll lose at least one. Okay, at so least. I am. I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm completely wrong and that we never lose, lose another game ever. <laughs> um ever. but wow. I think we're probably we'll, uh, maybe maybe I maybe I'm being a bit harsh. Maybe I should say we might draw a couple and that would be still unbeaten. But I, I think we might drop points along the way. Hopefully not, but I think we might. Well we'll see. Matt, what do you reckon? I think we'll win three now. Uh on Saturday, uh, which will be one of four wins that we will have. Before <laughs> well, as long as you get against Lincoln, <laughs> we get one against Hull, Peterborough, and then another one, and then a few draws. Uh, will be I, th- I think I I don't think we'll go unbeaten. I think we'll beat. I think we'll, I, I think we'll beat Peterborough away, but I think we'll lose a silly game at home. Mm, like when we got beat, like, off Colchester. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll lose to. I, I, I don't know who really we've got at home, but I've we got Blackpool away. I've got Accrington at home. I will lose something like a stupid game like Accrington at home, and I, but I don't, oh, think it, I don't think it will matter though. Have we got Blackpool? Like, um, both got black home and away. Um, yeah, home yes. and away. Yeah, got they, they're a good home side, so that's a tricky one. Wigan away, Northampton at home, Plymouth away. We'll lose to Northampton. Home. Last game of the season. Did you oh. say? Oh, no. Yeah. no We're in the playoffs. Promotion, you're <laughs> losing in well, they, they, <laughs> If you fancy a defeat and it's not one of the, the, the top two, I think Plymouth away, Blackpool away, they're mm. potentially, potentially stumble and blocks anyway. No, that's yeah. true. If we lose yeah. to Northampton, that would mean we would turn down promotion. 
Yes, well, possibly. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. Um, yeah, yeah, for more on that, I hope Gary Foster. Um, but yes, I reckon it's going to be a 2-0 win for the lads. We are going to go unbeaten from now until the end of the season. I'm going to say 10 wins, those magic 10 wins, and a couple of draws there as well. Uh, me and Matt will be back to react to that win over Lincoln on Ooh, Saturday straight afterwards. Matt will be fresh out of the bath. His hair will I, still be wet. I know. I, I say. <laughs> <laughs> Holds your hair now. I know. Well, oh. you, you and me both. Never get another haircut. Oh, oh no, no, I'm desperate. I'm absolutely desperate. I'm oh, just as desperate for that as I am for the beer gardens to open, and as desperate as I am for Sunderland to get promoted. But don't worry, they're all coming very soon. Let's be positive. But as ever, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.